This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Welcome back to another stellar edition of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. And with me, we have a stellar guest, someone who has never had the opportunity to be with us before. But it is perfect, perfect for this coming weekend. Fireworks, freedom, fireworks, more fireworks, etc. What we are going to do is have a really goose deep dive into websites, author success, and how you can really be the firecracker of all the other authors you know. So with this, let's introduce Sandra to you. She teaches her clients how to maximize their lives by using the power of the Internet coupled with solid business practices along with driving their passions to create the lifestyle of their dreams. She combines her Master's of Advertising and Bachelor's in Journalism along with Computer Science Programming Certifications and Snowhow. She uses her world-class experience and training provided by her zillions of clients and a small list of former employers, you know, kind of like Walt Disney, Keller Williams, Marriott Corporation, CBS Television, Remax, Era, Century 21, Simon & Schuster, and Southpeaks. She's taught business courses and master's programs for the University of Southern California, but what she's about is author success, website empowerment, and she does it all through her work. She is a coaching company owner to a million-dollar commission goal. She trains stay-at-home moms to perform SEO and websites or speaking to corporate groups about personal professional growth. And her message is about what is possible and how to create the circumstances of your choosing. So in a time when we've been technology challenged, we've all been thrown to technology, she's got the ability to transcend all these physical limitations. So with that, I want to welcome Sandra to the program because you are going to be ready to take a gazillion notes and get know-how. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Judith. It's so great to be here today. So, you know, when we were brainstorming, um, doing a show on this, we were talking about incorporating branding. We were talking about um, what happens when all hell goes wrong and people decide to go down another trail. So we wanted to dig in that. But there's a lot of rules that you've picked up and tools and tricks and tips and strategies that I wanted to just dribble through our hour together. So if you're game, I'm game to start. You got it. I'm ready. All right, so why don't we start with, um, well, I mentioned brand. Let's start with that. Where do authors screw up here? 
Well, you know, I love authors and authors are one of the most wonderful aspects of humanity that they really are desiring to entertain and to educate and to serve. And that's where it gets them in a little bit of trouble because in that zeal for always trying to serve, they sometimes get lost along the way. And, you know, if you have like a romance author or a mystery author or a comedy writer or, you know, someone who who writes a book about, um, gosh, it could be anything under the sun, you know, copper. And they make a name for themselves in this area on the Internet, because the Internet is really simple, Judith. It's kind of like the old fashioned libraries gone digital. Remember how you used to have the mystery section and the romance section. You could go for self-help, you know, very much like a bookstore. Yep. And then you went to the card catalog and you looked up. But for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm old. But uh-huh. the card catalog was the card, you know, that the, the librarian picked up. So if you walked in and said, this was predating computers, but if you walked into a library and said, I want a book on roses. How do I grow my own roses? She would look in this little you know, kind of filing system, pull out a card, it would have a number, it would have a section, it would have a title, it would have an author. And that's how she would navigate to where she'd find the book in the library, or very similar to someone looking up something at the bookstore. Well, the internet's the same way. So when you put your book up there, you put yourself up there, you are now classified on the internet with a title, with an author, with a subject, you know, all these things get classified. And when authors steer from their original classification and they're not careful, they can actually be declassified. And I get a lot of authors who have come to me, made a beautiful site, we did our job. Then a couple of years, they're like, nah, I'm kind of bored with this. I think my my, my reader is probably bored, so I'm going to put up things on that website. And all of a sudden, that card catalog or that internet, which we call a search engine, looks and says, why is the mystery author talking about roses? And why is the romance author talking about crockpot recipes? Well, that causes a problem with the sorting system on the Internet, just like the librarian running a around going, I don't know whether to go to the cooking section or the mystery section. That happens on the internet too, only it happens digitally. And what happens to the the brand is that it's it's reduced. It's it's no longer being able to be delivered to the people that are looking for the mystery writer, because now the mystery writer is associated with crockpots. Could that be, Sandra, possibly that they're using too many uh, hashtags, too many descriptors in when they put some, because let's say this mystery writer also uses recipes in her book or he, I don't see a guy doing this more. This would be more female. Yeah. Okay. But they also, I'm thinking of an author here. Um, last thing is Davis who writes about the, uh, a mystery, uh, cook, who a cook who it does solves mysteries, but there's always a few of her recipes triggered about. So if they always put recipes in or whatever the recipe is, all of a sudden it gets thrown in something that looks like on Pinterest instead of for, for the mystery suspense area. Would that be correct? 
Yes, exactly. Okay. And, you know, you can work with this if you're, if you're mindful of what's going on. So let's say that author, you know, her book is called, you know, Who Killed Ed? So if she then changed the recipe title for, you know, Crock-Pot Chili from Who Killed Ed? Now, now the internet is using what's called a tag cloud. They're they're coming together and going, wow, this crockpot recipe is actually related to who killed Ed because it's a recipe from the book. And if if the author is clear in her delivery to the information on the internet, like the first line saying. Best-selling author Judy Davis of Who Killed Ed offers this crockpot chili recipe that was featured in the best-selling novel Who Killed Ed. Or so, you know, it's a little wordy, but something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've we thrown out a little description, a cloud tag. So is, uh, and I suspect that very few authors even understand what that is. So there. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a mind map, you know, for the internet. And it's when you put something up, the first thing the search engines do is they strip your article of everything that's unnecessary. So things like the or um and but or nor for conjunctions, all those different things, they strip it right out. Then they leave the nouns. And then if the noun is like boat, it tends to put it in a certain category, but if you say Mastercraft Speedboat um, and it becomes either a proper noun or a descriptive noun, then the search engine knows what to do with it. And the best way you can do this yourself is just go to Google, type in the word dog. And when you type in that word dog, you're going to get like 1.9 billion entries, yeah. mm-hmm. just the word dog. So if you change it, actually it was 4 billion today. I just did it. So if you <laughs> changed it to like dog rescue and Judith, do you have a dog? Uh, not anymore, but I, you know, it's going to narrow it down. Yeah. What kind of dog did you have? Oh, I had a, um, uh, I had an Eskimo. Okay. So yeah. let's do dog rescue American Eskimo. American Eskimo. Mm-hmm. We just dropped down to 2 million. Well, that's better than 4 billion. And so as we, as writers, Writing for the internet is different than, it's a different skill than writing for a newspaper, writing a novel, writing anything. The internet is all about stacked modifiers, descriptive words, a lot of proper nouns. That's how it can sort the dog. So when I took your dog and turned it into dog rescue American or dog rescue American Eskimo, and then I put in the word like Texas on there, let's geolocate it. Now we're down to under a million results. And if we even put Dallas, Texas, Mm -hmm. and you see how finite now we are in our writing. We went from broad scope to finite. And when you look at these type of exercises of just do it yourself on the Internet, take a look at it. It will change your writing for the Internet because the Internet, the search engines are a classification service. They can't classify the word dog. They can't classify the word boat. It's used too many times. So let's give some descriptors to it. Back to our our descriptor with our Judy Davis, who mm-hmm. killed Ed, crockpot chili recipe. 
If you are a Judy Davis fan and you want to find a Judy Davis recipe or book recipe, all of those cloud words, like you see how the word book, Judy Davis, Crockpot Chili, Who Killed Ed, all those things are now become a cloud. And they're a cloud because they're interrelated to each other. Right. And so, so say, yeah. But before we take our first break, everyone, you should be doing this. Start with your book. Start adding on names, descriptors, locations, triggers. They'll do it and see how you can bring it from the big number down to the, the single one. That's your ideal fan. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out... You will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at AuthorU.org. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
With me today is Sandra Beck. She is what I think of is the author who wants to make a mark best friend. And uh, we were really talking about the revisiting of branding. We just kissed on why you really need to understand cloud tags um, and use them effectively, not indiscriminately. Use them effectively so they bring power to your brand and you don't misalign. All right. So, Sandra, you know what? I didn't mention how people can get a hold of you. Would you like them to get a hold of you? Sure. They can always get a hold of me. Um, the easiest way is through social media under my name, Sandra Beck, or they can go to my website, which is Beck Fun, because I think the Internet and branding is fun. So BeckFun.com. Oh, I love Beck Fun. B-E-C-K-F-U-N. That's it. Sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and doing that. All right. So we're talking about branding. So what other mishaps come up? Um, I think that one of the biggest things is authors get bored and because they're looking at their website all the time and they forget that most people only go to somebody's website a couple times or, or they start coming back for more because they're, you, you know, they're looking at things and they make the mistake of not understanding how a blog works. And a blog is an RSS feed. RSS means real simple syndication. You guys have all seen the little, you know, kind of the graphic for the RSS feed. Um, and what that means is that it, is designed to take your article, your story, your blog post, and send it out to whoever can categorize it and deliver it. There's millions of search engines today. There used to be only a couple hundred thousand. Now there's tons of them. So the RSS, which is like a little box that has like a little dot in it with a couple lines, looks like a broadcast, you know, like something's broadcasting because that's what it is. So people forget or don't know to put identifiers on their blog posts. Who is the author? How do you find them? If you like something about this thing that I wrote, here's my website. Because they make the mistake in thinking people are only reading the blog on the website, and that couldn't be further than the truth. It's like an iceberg. Your website is the tip of the iceberg. Your blog post goes out. 90% of the people are going to read it somewhere else through an RSS feed or through a repeater. They're going to find it in a search engine somewhere. They won't know to go to your site unless you put some links in that blog post, some identifiers of who's the author and what is on your site. Where can they find more? A lot of people just say, hey, if you like what I wrote, check out my website. Well, yeah, who yeah. cares? Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't give me a reason to go. If you like this article, you can find more Crock-Pot Chili Recipes by Judy Davis by heading to judydavis.com. That's a call to action. That's something I can literally sink my teeth into and gives me an actual reason, not just like, hey, if you liked it, come on over. You know, I love, I'm so glad you said the call to action. If you, if you like this, here's the second call to action. Get all the share buttons so they can reshare it out to their own deal, their own, uh, their Twitter feed, their Facebook feed, their LinkedIn feed, their fill in the blank. You can do that push out to, to, to do that. So, but you have to make it really easy peasy for them to do it. Don't make them, oh my God, now I've got to copy the link and I have to do that. No, click on it. Click it. 
and send it out. So I, I'm a bugaboo about that. But I thank you for, for doing the call to action because people don't do that. So the call to action, go back to the website. Got any questions? Hey, email me. Call me. Do something. Do something, but and you know, people who put stuff up there and they're like, I don't want my name in the title, that's like rude, and I don't want a byline. That's kind of you know, byline's a great way to hyperlink back for people to learn about who you are. You know, there's no winning for humble blog posts. When I get people who come to me and say they don't want to promote, that's kind of self-aggrandizing. It's all this stuff. It's like, no, that's, that's faulty thinking because that's like writing a book and giving it to a librarian with no title, no cover, no author on the back, and then say, put it on the shelf for people to read. At, uh, well, I, you know what, Sandra, I used to call that the school teacher mentality. Love all you school teachers who are listening in. But here's what. There's the feeling that surely, surely, good people, you will notice the fabulous work I do and pat me on the back. Nope. Nope. They, they take it for granted. You have got to pat yourself on the back, too. Right. So, or at least give the Internet a fighting chance of classifying your article. And even if you don't want to do it for you, do it for your reader. I can't tell you how many cute little things or interesting things I found on the web. And then I can't source the owner. I can't source the, you know, the creator. So I can't I can't go back and get more from them. And it's really frustrating. I would agree with that. Well, it's the, you know, the shy, what we used to call it, the shy die. We don't call it so, the shy eye, the shy internet. How's that? There you go. <laughs> so I'm actually making that note. I'm going to use that in the future. <laughs> and also, I think that it may be sometimes authors start diddling or they don't use their website right because they're on it so much and they get bored with it, so they need to tweak it when they don't really need to because they don't realize that everyone in the world doesn't go to their Internet every day. Right. So it's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. All right, so in, in your, um, you know, as we move along this thing, when you don't stick to your brand, is it just you get lost and you're impossible to get found? Yeah, and you get lost. You know, that's the one thing that I find, you know, I have multiple sites for multiple things and I don't like to commingle keywords when they don't make sense. You know, I do a lot in the military and that's very different from the branding things that I do. And so if you type in Sandra Beck military, you're going to get a whole different Google run than Sandra Beck, you know, uh, inspiration, you know, things like that. You're going to get different things classified from different places. And so I also think it's very easy to get confused um, when you make your website be all things to all people, because then what are you? Are you a cook? Are you a um, writer? Now, if you meld those two together, like the author you were talking about, you know, works those into her novel. But I have a friend who does this thing with a cat and, you know, there's not even cats in any of her stories. So I'm really... Um, I'm not a big fan of commingling those things. Websites are cheap. You know, you can get them for a song. You can do WordPress ones at WordPress.com for free. So if you want to branch out and do something different, branch out, but not on your author site. 
So author side, you, you keep to what the old phrasing, you need to keep, keep to the knitting. So yep. what, what you're writing, you're authoring, this is where you go. So if you, you know, Sandra, one of the things that I've had the hardest time with many of my authors who are highly opinionated, and this is where politics come in, that this doesn't belong on your author site unless you're writing political stuff. Right. Uh, otherwise, you need to keep your mouth and your fingers silent. And you create, just like you said, if you want to have a rant site, create your rant site. And, and you can go down that path. But I think you need to realize that if you're going to become uh, that vocal a person, you're probably going to tick off half the population who could be your buyers. Oh, who could be your publisher, your editor, your, you know, your agent. The whole thing about that stuff, and I'm just going to say it, is keep your trap shut if you want to sell books. Oh, I there's love a, that line. <laughs> there's a place for everything. You know, I I have, I've been doing radio, syndicated radio for 13 years. I have five different shows. I produce another 10. And in addition to many other things that I do, when people ask me my politics, guess what? It's none of your business. And if you feel that you need to stand up and shout at the rooftops, then write political books, but don't expect anybody, especially in this, this part of the market now with, with the, with the me too, with the, um, you know, black lives matter with everything going on right now. If you expect a publisher to touch you with a 10 foot pole, keep your mouth shut. Unless you're only going to, you know, approach those kind of publishers. I mean, do you, you have to understand writing that and here's the thing, and this is where emotion gets in, Judith, and this is what I have a problem with with a lot of my people that I coach. Right now, we're in an era of high emotion. Is the stuff that you're wanting to say right now going to stand the test of time? Do you want to defend it five years later, ten years later? You know, the Internet has a history, and you put stuff up, even if you take it down, it's never gone. They're called ghosts. They float around the internet. That RSS feed, that classification has already taken that the minute you published it and taken a copy. So it exists. And so whatever feelings and emotions you have right now, if they're not going to be your livelihood and you're not going to want to defend them 10 years from now or five years from now, and you just want to be a mystery author, Find an outlet, write a journal, tell somebody, but but don't post it on the internet because I get calls all the time, Judith, of people going, you have to help me. You have to get this down. I can't. It's gone. It, no, the the internet knows. <laughs> it's like the shadow knows. It's a shadow. I had a client who killed a man accidentally driving oh. in the middle of the night. Oh. And the woman's husband made it her life's work to make sure that that woman, whatever she posted on the internet, everybody knew she was a murderer, even though, you know, whatever it wasn't, you know, whatever it was, I don't remember what the charge was and she served her time and it's fine. And she came to me and she's like, can you help me get this stuff down? This is awful. And I said, is it true? And she's like, yeah, it's true, but I serve my time. You know, I'm a productive member of society. I just hit a man in the middle of the night driving home and it wasn't intentional. It wasn't anything. Thing. There is nothing I can do about that. There's nothing anyone can do. You can get a lawyer and have them, you know, subpoena or whatever you have to do. What do you t- when you take it down? You give them a restraining order or a cease and desist. 
It's still out there. It's out there. All right, with us, we're going to be right back with Sandra Beck and more sage advice for you. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one -on -one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at Toginet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcasts cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com that's s-c-o-t-t at t-o-g-i-n-e-t r-a-d-i-o dot com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is Sandra Beck on this edition of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. And one of the things that I wanted her to kiss on, because I loved it when she said it to me, said how important it is for us to know the rules and then go out and break them. So let's play with that, Sandra, because that appeals to my nature. I love breaking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do too. I mean, that's, that's where I think, you know, success comes from. And when we learn the rules of the internet, when we learn how to classify articles or books or data, and we take it to heart and we sit down, we do that simple Google exercise and, you know, really play around with some words. 
all of a sudden, when you understand that, now you can start breaking some of those hard and fast rules. You can now create a website that has multiple functions, has multiple keyword clouds, and you know to stay within that family. One of the other things, rules that I like people to learn and then they can break them, is that the first 10 words of anything they put up on the internet are the most important. And so the search engines look at those 10 words, the first 10 words, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, and then they classify them. So when you put up your blog post and your first line is, I really didn't know what I wanted to say today because I'm confused and I'm upset about, all right, now you're dead in the water because you haven't even given me anything. So if you say, you know, the the current state of our planet, the environment is in disarray, the oceans are poisoned, the air is toxic, now the search engine knows what to do with that. And you can start playing with the search engines and see where you show up. Take your name and pick a keyword that you would like, Judith. Like, I think for you will be inspiration. Okay. Name, so, keyword. Your name. All right. All right. So Judith Bryles and the word inspiration. And now your book, Shepherd, all your stuff comes up, your Speakers Bureau things, your author, you, your Amazon books. <clears throat> but there isn't anything in here that's inspiring. So I'm going to challenge you to write a blog post or a few of them that are purely inspiring and they're going to use the word inspiring inspire authors inspire writers you know inspirational material if you keyword saturated the first 10 line or 10 10 words in that line and then populated it throughout there added it to your tag cloud it would be interesting to see how long it would take for judith Bryle an inspiration to start pairing in there and show up. All right. I'll take that challenge. Yep. Now gotta, you're controlling uh, the internet. Yep. I got the, I'll take the challenge. I have a blog coming out within a day and I will go around and I will uh, manipulate it uh, <laughs> with, with exactly what you said and we'll play with it. Yeah. Because, you know, I identified five or six, and this goes down to your personal brand, and this is where you get to have some fun and break the rules. My personal brand has got the words inspiration in it. It has military in it. It has radio in it. So if I type in my name and I type in Sandra Beck military, and you can do this along with me, Judith, and you hit the button to search it, you're going to see some things come up. Now swap out the word inspiration from Sandra Beck military and put Sandra Beck inspiration. Now you get different pictures and different things that come up. Hmm? Same person, same keyword, but different keyword string. I took my name plus military and then you change it. My name plus inspiration. Let's put in my name plus the word divorce. And you get completely different runs. That's not by accident. 
So that's kind of a that's a fun exercise for all of you to do. Just start start with your name and just find out where it takes you. I think that's probably a good idea. You may end up going down some channels you hadn't thought about. Just a thought. Sure, or you might see something like years ago I did this narcissist thing with Joyce Buford and look it popped popped right up, you know, very very high. Who knew? And but the point is once you realize how this works, now you get to control it. So, Judith, I'm going to ask you, what four words do you want to be known by? Oh, it would be um author success. I I like author success cuz I want authors to be successful. Okay. Um, but that's two of them. All right. So, that's okay, uh, but author success is fine. Okay, we would have publishing expert. Okay. All right. Um, certainly, ins you know, inspiration is right. I should really throw and play on that because I really like to inspire and goose authors um, to propel into areas that they haven't known. So we have author success, publishing expert, inspirational. Um, and, I, I, you know, motivation comes up, but I always think motivation is like Chinese food, Santra. It just disappears after an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> um, like willpower. It evaporates by the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was I was on a diet this morning. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So four. Pioneer, author success, inspirational. Um, we're really successful, but that's too Blaine, I think. Right, but this is where, like, I want, I encourage everybody to sit down and really examine their brand. You know, what do they yeah. want to be known for? And, um, you know, you're a radio host, so, you know, you should have. And oh, you I'm a podcaster. So do we use radio host or we use podcaster? What do we do? Here's the thing. I don't use the word podcaster because every time I use that, people think I sit around in my parents' basement in my underpants. And uh, so I okay. the word internet radio because it is radio it is on the internet and when people say i'm when i say i'm an internet radio host versus a podcaster what perception does that give to you the listener okay so here's what i'm going to do listeners i'm going to immediately change by the time we're done here i will have my email signatures change i already have publishing expert in there um, I'll add inspirational. I'm going to have internet radio host because I used to have radio host and I changed it to podcaster. But OK, I will flip back based on what Sandra says. Um, and I always have um, author success, guiding authors to success or, you know, something like that. But it's in my taglines too: practical publishing guidance, publishing experts, you know, giving practical publishing guidance for author success. Um, I think that, you know, it can always be fine-tuned. That's where you want to go back to. Uh, but that's all things that you do. And then you're going to start, in, I think what Sandra's saying is go forward. Make sure you have these as your categories, your, your tags that you use. So you start getting, this is you. This is your identifier. This is what the Google gods, et cetera, want. Is that correct, Sandra? Right. And then look at... Where do you show up when you take your name out of there? Like I typed in publishing expert because, Judith, you are a publishing expert. And I get this girl, Brooke Warner. Now, Brooke could probably be the greatest gal in the world. She's like a publishing agnostic. I don't know what she's doing, but she's showing up and you're not. 
So the whole point of your tag cloud is Judith Bryles plus publishing expert. So eventually publishing expert stands on its own and the keyword publishing expert now carries Judith Bryles to that Google run. Got it. And I actually know Brooke has a very successful publishing company. Um, so I do know who she is. But, um, Great. Terrific. I never heard of her. You know, not right or wrong, but the fact is I'm not seeing you there. And well, if you want to like be there, and this comes to, you know, mystery author, best-selling mystery author, or, you know, best thriller, you know, people put in the word best for everything. What makes you the best? I say so. That's what makes me the best. So if you are the best, <coughs> sorry, the best publishing expert, says who? Says me. Well, the internet doesn't care. Whoever says it the most and the most often. You know, I put up something that I was the most powerful woman in military issues today. Well, what made me, what made me that? I said it. I said it again and again until Google classified it. I mean, we've got an era of fake news, so you don't want to lie about things. But I believe I'm one of the most powerful um, women in military issues today for, for families. Exactly. And 12 years on the radio is my proof, you know, and, and you know, 1,000 episodes is my proof. But at the end of the day, what makes best? Uh, the, the, the most people who are talking about it, I think, is going to be the push out. And so that what Sandra's saying is you should be the primary person who really pushes it out. You know, and I know that so it's for me, I have publishing expert on a, a lot of my marketing stuff. But for whatever, ever, we're not being as aggressive and consistent on all our SEO pushes out. So that's going to change as of today. How about right, so one all of your keywords of you? on your site is going to be best publishing expert. Right, exactly. And I do actually use that. Um, and I also bring out best uh, book coach. I use that all the time, too. But that that's one of the things that you know, each one of you do with whatever your expert is that follows your name. Um, and, and by the way, if you do heavy-duty search, you should all know that the word expert is almost like number one when people are looking for something out there that just that word expert. Yep. And best. Yes. And best. And that's why you want to use them. Drill it in, you know, best blah, 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 expert. And then your name or your name, comma, best, blah, 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 blah. Um, And just make that is your standard. And maybe in your signature, your, your byline, when you tie off, whether you submit an article or a, a guest blog, continue to use that to reinforce who and what you are, because that's where you're going to get the big kickback. All right. So we have uh, one more quick break coming up here, and we'll be back with more inside tips to make you rock and roll in this thing called the Internet. This is your guide to book publishing. 
everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. A book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book... If you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Our final session, I think, I always love it when shows go so fast, I think, uh-oh, uh-oh, um, we didn't get to cover this one, and we didn't get to cover that one. So I think we have nailed that if, if drilled in, um, that you've got to do this, this is tied in with your brand, get your name, that expertise, etc. in there. I know I thought I did a pretty good job, but I'm getting kicked in the butt, and I'm going to make some changes myself. But it's, it's, with us is Sandra Beck. You can find her at um, at on her website, which that you can dig into, which is Beck B E C K Fun dot com. And then Sandra, I'd like to. What other rules are out there that we should be tuned into that we know, and then what we can uh, tweak? Um, I think one of the biggest rules that that I just think is so important is don't give up. Because internets are slow. You know, when I first started working in the industry, it was a big deal if we got something indexed in 180 days. Then it was 90 days. Then it was 60 days. Now we're looking back at anywhere 30, 60, 90 days. And I can't tell you why this is happening. I can just tell you that it is. And so... One of the things that I find is people give up on blogging, people give up on keywords, people give up on these things because they don't see immediate results. And it takes a while for the crawlers to come to your site when you haven't posted for a while. You know, you can actually train the search engines to come to your site by posting once a week. Like I'd rather have a client post once a week at the exact same time every Monday at 2 o'clock for the next year than to fritter stuff and scatter it on Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, 2 o'clock, 11 o'clock, whenever the spirit moves me because the search engines create a pattern. 
They come, the crawlers come to your site, they crawl their site, then they see anything new. Well, Monday at 2 o'clock, they found something new. So they're going to come back, you know, Monday at 3 o'clock, nothing new. Monday at 4 o'clock, okay, well, now we're not hourly. Then they're going to go to Tuesday at 2 o'clock and look for 2 o'clock, nothing at Tuesday, nothing on Wednesday, nothing on Thursday, nothing on Friday. Well, then they'll come back again maybe Monday at 2 and see if there's there. You know, people don't understand that for an article to be indexed or a radio show or a picture to be indexed, the search engines have to send a little software program out to see if there's anything new. And the RSS feed has to be constantly fed. So when you put stuff up and you haven't posted for three months, don't be surprised if it's going to take a long time for it to be indexed. If you're regularly feeding the beast, which means if you're a writer, write 250 words, put it up on your blog once a week, add your keywords in, what do you want to be known for, and then set it to go every Monday at 2 o'clock and see what happens. So, uh, uh, when You know what? I just need to reinfer what you said, the consistency – uh, being committed and consistent is so essential in this, and and that put it up every Tuesday and whatever you did that. But if Tuesday happens to be a national holiday uh, and one that you absolutely relish and, and support and and take the pass on and do whatever it is, you still put it out. You need to understand right, a lot of your followers. Time. Yeah, of course. But you know, Sandra, it blows me away that people don't get that they can do that. No, no. And this is why, you know, go on YouTube, hire a coach, call Judith, you know, and, and learn how to how to drive your computer. You know, we send kids to school to learn how to drive a car. We give a driver's license and yet we hand them a computer most of the time that costs more than people's cars and and expect them to know what to do. And a lot of this stuff changes. You know, these are kind of tried and true practices that I've given that have been around a long time. There's a bunch more. And so the more you can learn, you know, and there's no excuse now for not learning. You can go to YouTube and learn how I fix my pool equipment through YouTube and, um, you know, take the time to learn this machine that you're driving because it drives your business. And the five or 10 minutes you spend once a week watching a YouTube video on WordPress or on SEO or basics of, you know, start with the basics, use the word basics of SEO, basics of WordPress, basics of blogging, spend a few minutes, spend five minutes, you know, watching one of these videos because you will waste less of your time and then you won't put something up on the internet willy-nilly without the identifiers and then the search engines go i don't know what to do with this so they drop it and that's so that's how you get lost and maybe you're not going to get found you won't get found you can't get found you know it's it's the book in the library without the title the author you rip the cover off how are you going to find that book you can't classify it and when you look at these rules once you understand them then you know how to break them which is essential which is essential so break them to your advantage I think is what Sandra's saying yes (laughs) Always to your advantage. And, and I think so. Here's, I think maybe we should in, interject this. So who are your competitors out there? Who are your comparables? 
how are they handling it? You can look behind the scenes and see what they're saying about them. How are they describing? You know, if they're the leaders, you know, don't knock it. Take their stuff and run in your style, in your tone. But they're using the keywords. No one's going to be trademarking these keywords. Use them so you're findable. I think that's what you're saying. Is that correct? Right. And once you're once you're big enough, you don't have to do a lot of this stuff. You know, if you're if you're, you know, Jane Fonda and you want to write something and put it up, they're going to index it. You know, they're going to go to her stuff. If you're Oprah, they're going to go to her stuff. But until you're Jane Fonda or Oprah, you kind of have to put these identifiers in there. Now, you'll notice as your readership grows, as your population grows, as your, you know, uh, reviews on Amazon grow as all those things start to grow, the internet takes note of that because they have your keywords classified with a cloud. You know, Judy Davis, you know, who killed Ed is now a bestseller. That's going to help your blog. All of these things work together. So as you grow on the internet, you don't have to be as keyword heavy because you've been on that for a while and the internet has indexed enough of your stuff to know where to put you but in the beginning you've got to do some work it's well and and i I, here's the other thing i think we just say you got to do a lot of a lot more work in the beginning but that doesn't mean you put your pause button on you got to go back and make sure that you're current or you're altered or maybe you have a new personality. I mean, that's one of the challenges for me, just a confession. I'm now going through all our pages to start doing updates on them because they've been sitting around to get little tweaks, but now they may need a little bit more makeover. I think you need to do that. That doesn't mean that you tweak it because you're bored. You tweak it because it needs to be updated. And because you grow. You know, we grow, exactly. as we grow as human beings. When we know better, we do better. We learn things. We we need to constantly be an evolution of updating. And that's why I'm a big proponent of smaller, tighter sites. The everything but the kitchen sink sites are really difficult. They're tough to maintain and sustain. Uh, all of those things. <laughs> They're all harder to maintain. And as you grow, all of a sudden you may go from just a few pages. I mean, maybe 10 pages, all of a sudden you have 100. Then maybe you have 1,000. That's because you're active and you're, you're feeding. Google is hungry. You need to feed it. You're feeding it new material all the time. Right, and Google Analytics will tell you what pages to take down. Let your consumers, let your visitors, let your traffic guide you on what is relevant and what is timely and what pages maybe can go. If you've had pages up there for two, three years and nobody's visited them and, you know, three years, take it down. You know, I think people are so afraid of taking anything down. I I think that there's a deep fear. I'm not sure why, but I think they're afraid. Well, I think it goes to, you know, do you believe you write a book first pass through cover to cover without taking out things, editing and modifying? I don't know any writer that can do that. Why would a website be any different? You know, uh, it just reminds me one of our, and sometimes you have the wrong, wrong word, just the wrong word. Uh, creates the no visit. We're not interested. We're bored with that. And she was using a piece that had a challenge, the word challenge in the title. You know, when you're under stress, do you want to be challenged? No. You know, that's the wrong word. 
you know, it, it, it's it, instead it's five steps to success or whatever your keyword is. You know, here is five steps to success in in or in five days. Let's repeat it. Right. And all or of a sudden, magic you think, words. Dang. Magic words. Quick and easy. Yes. Five quick and easy steps to whatever. Yeah. Who wants to be challenged? Poop. No. Oh. <laughs> Not me, that's for sure. Well, you know, I like change. And, I, you know, challenges. If I think the challenge is a fun, I kind of like that. But it's not the word to use if you want people to grow and move forward when you're trying to lure them in. I think that's one of the things we're saying, Sandra. Yeah, because we're, you know, people, and, and let's be honest, everybody's stressed these days. Everybody's busy. We all have a million things to do. So if I were going to choose something, and Judith, you said the quick and easy way to get published versus the challenging and grueling, you know, oh, yeah. marathon of publishing, you know, it's, it's not even a question. Oh, yeah. So I guess, you know, tell them right off the bat. No, I don't tell this until later. Look, the 10% is writing your book. That's the easy piece thing. It's marketing the book. Exactly. It's supporting your book. It's carrying your baby across the finish line in a marathon over and over and over again. That's where the work is, and that's where you need to put your energy. But most authors don't think that way. Nope. They think it's all the writing, and oh, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. No, the writing is the is giving birth, and the the rest of it is raising the kid. And that's what we're about. So we want to raise your website up. We want to raise your expertise up, Sandra. We have about 90 seconds. Any last-minute tidbit that we want to leave people with? Keep trying. The uh, Internet is a wonderful place to play and try. If it doesn't work, try something else. And, and uh, well, what is the, I think the Internet's your town hall. You better be playing in it. Yeah. Now, it may not be end up being your main street. But it is part of your geography. How's that? I love that. That's beautiful. Wonderful yeah. analogy. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 the Internet is, I felt for years, I have posters I've made. It's, it's, it's the town hall of your marketing. Um, that what, where with the pandemic that came up in 2020, it, it became kind of a, uh, a absolute, this is what you do, but nobody needed to do it. And I have told authors, so I said, so why aren't you going on the Google? I give it a proper name, the Google, and search for book clubs in mystery. Contact every one of them. Offer to do a virtual book club spiel on your book. And, and I said, I think this is a no-brainer, so why aren't you doing it? Oh, well. Thank you, Sandra Beck. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week 